Uh, I hate to do this twice in one episode, but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, welcome to uh, what I think I'm going to be calling Superdoll Stories. So that has a lot of sibilance, so it could be, again, to make sure my mic technique is really good when I say Superdoll Stories. Although I don't know how mic technique can avoid sibilance. I have a little bit of a filter on here. Uh, for that, because I find when I listen to the show, especially earlier shows, or especially shows I don't do in the climbing closet, uh, that some harsh sibilance, like when I hit my asses, there's a high, can be a high pitched whistle. And uh, like just sometimes when I hit my sibilance, uh, when I say things like Superdoll Stories, but welcome to our newest episodic series, uh, Superdoll Stories. And for those of you that are you, for those of you that are new, or those of you that have been around for a while, Superdoll was one of our early series about a team of superheroes uh, waiting for Earth to call on them to protect Earth. And due to some treaty circumstances, the treaties where superheroes would be needed were very strict, of course, because we've seen these superhero uh, type movies where we say, "Are, are superheroes good? For, are they demigods? Are they good for humans?" You know, should they be registered? Should they? Well, this in this world, this fictional world, which I mean, to you, it's fiction. To my brain, it's a place I go and spend a lot of time. Uh, you know, I call it real life. <laughs> it may not be, but indulge me. Uh, but in this world, they seem to have sorted it out. I guess I'll give you the TLDR version is that, you know, they, the Earth, I think it was called NAG, the National. Association of Governments or International something. Uh, they so maybe this is like a post-U.S. situation, you know, world democracy. I don't know. You know, I don't want to use the oligarchy word, but I just did. It didn't seem like it though. But um, what happened? So the world government decided, okay, we're just going to have this one team of superheroes. We'll we'll place them in their own nation, which is a base, and. You know, they're there to protect Earth, just like in case, like, uh, in case of, like, something you can break the glass, they say, on signs. Or something you can't give uh, as a gift anymore, but it used to be when people smoked, the majority of, I don't know if ever the majority of adults smoked, but, you know, when a lot of adults smoked, when I was just a kid, in that example, I said, one day I'm going to be a grown-up, but I remember... Like one gift that would be given would be a cigarette in a, a glass tube, and it would say, you know, in case of a smoking emergency, break it, break this glass, and you can smoke this one cigarette. Well, this is what they did with the superheroes. They 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 weren't in glass, but they were in a base. And the treaty, the world treaty, they had treaty where they had with the world said, hey, if we need you, we'll call you, but otherwise, just stay on your base and don't bother humanity at all. And I think as we dug into it, this, the heroes had their own belief system to kind of make that tolerable, you know, being having superpowers. And then, but this is an episodic series. So, because it, like, I think, I, I see, geez, I want to, I like this idea of the show being always accessible to everyone. And the idea of episodic series is that you can come in whenever and went out and I'll set it up. And it's I'll even, hopefully I'll get that pitch that I just attempted to make. Uh, super Superdoll stories, the, the stories of the characters of Superdoll. And hint, 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 since it's episodic and uh, heavily influenced by pop culture, you know, it could be, it, it is going to bump around in, in the timeline a bit of the, our superheroes because it's stories. Yeah, but I do know these were characters that the audience really connected with and. Uh, like I'm interested to see what comes out of this, but this is, so this is the first episode of, well, it's just an episode. Oh boy. You could listen to these in any order. This just happens to be an episode of Superdoll stories and contract with any celebrity, uh, things is pending. So welcome to another episode of Superdoll stories. As we enter the room, a woman is uh, speaking to a circle of uh, young children, and you can tell this this room has, says church basement. Maybe it's uh, folding metal chairs or the tables uh, stacked up on carts. Uh, the pillars uh, holding up the ceiling. 
See, this is a church basement, and there's an adult woman uh, speaking to a circle of children. We're just drifting to here as she's kind of finishing up a point. And so remember, as you polish your stones, uh, uh, this parable that I've shared with you. Uh, yes, Malcolm. Uh, why did Mother Frise do that? Well, because she was she's a trickster goddess, and she was trying to teach them. Uh, she was teaching them how to have, just remember. Uh, yes, Pascal. Your father is in, is is a, a doctor of indigenous uh, storytelling. Well. Well, yeah, just because you've never heard these stories at your house doesn't mean they're not real. This, that was the, the parable of the stone within the shoe. And let that stone be, as I was saying, that's, those were great. In, 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 you've told that your, your father says all my stories are made up and nonsense. Well, that's the, the, what we're focusing on here is the courage Oh, foxes don't wear shoes. Well, this fox in this story did because the, 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 what we were focusing on is that the, the, the pebble in the shoe is a reminder to be brave. Okay? And as we polish our stones for the expo, my little bear scouts, uh, the, the, okay, I won't call you little bear scouts. That's what this is, the little bear scouts. As we polish our courage stones for the big expo, I want you to think about what that parable means. As we discussed the difference, remember all the stories I told you about the difference between uh, courage and bravery? Well, just remember courage is more, courage, courage is where it's at. Brave without, just remember the, the, to think about it when you have a stone in your shoe. It's, it's a reminder. And these stones that we polished for the visitors to the expo and the Blue Ribbon Committee that will be judging, they say, which, which, which cup circle has the best? We will say, well, it, it doesn't matter. We're granted, we're giving these courage stones that we've hand Anyway, just remember the parable, okay? And everybody, it's time to go home. And, you know, keep polishing, just polish your stones because I want your hands to be ready. But I especially want you to be ready to remember the times when you need to be courageous, just like the fox in our story. And it's the great mother spirit, it, whatever she might be called, whichever cultures to choose to call her that. Our trickster goddess. Okay, thanks. Now let's fold our chairs up and... uh and, and let's get going. And all the children stand up and they fold their chairs up and they move them against the walls. And uh, the woman and a, and a young boy that she's with, they stack their chairs up and the boys and the girls. Uh, we start to see, you know, that they're wearing uh, blue shirts that are in different stages of fitting the children with uh, patches, merit badges, you would call them, and uh, pins, and, and different blue shirts with different and scarves and things. And, you know, if you take too long to linger, you notice the, how the shirts and the pants, there's, there's jeans, and some of the jeans are too small and some are too big, and elastic waistband pants, but the, the children slowly trickle out and the woman leading the meeting and a young boy uh, head out and they get into an old, uh, uh, before they were SUVs, a four-wheel drive, an old powder blue something rover, you'd say they could have been in a rally race uh, somewhere across the globe at some point. And the boy gets in the back of the car into a booster seat and buckles up and they drive off. And as they drive down the tree-lined street, the boy asks a question. Uh, Aunt, Auntie Elena, uh, how, why do you always, do you, 
remember how Pascal said you you may why do you do you do you, like, you really like making up stories, huh? Uh, well, I do. I think the stories are an easy way. They're myths, actually. They're, they're not stories. They're a, par- a parable is like a myth. I think these are the, the, the stories that you, the, the modern world lacks for you children. For each, a parable, doesn't, didn't, did it teach you a concrete lesson about courage and having a stone in your shoe? The story is two things. It's a story and a lesson. And I know Pascal's dad's a doctor or some such thing and doesn't, and doesn't quite get it, but uh, it, 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 it makes, the story makes the lesson concrete. Oh, thanks. And Elena, actually, Daddy said you, 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 you were like, uh, I think he was talking about this story to me. Oh, yes, your father. I think he said that your pebbles in, your pebble in the shoe was like concrete shoes that sunk him to the bottom of the ocean or something. Well, that doesn't make any sense. The pebble in the shoe is a reminder to be good, to have courage, which is related to bravery. Well, maybe I think Dad also said that you were the if a stone could be a thorn in the shoe. He said you used to tell that story a lot when you were kids. Oh, well, we did. Actually, your father did take the. There's been, you know, we're prepared. You know, there's always times when there's shortages. And when your father and I were little, there was shortages. And now here, with the. We needed to. There's times where you need courage and you need a reminder. You need a pebble in the shoe. And maybe your father did need a thorn in the shoe. Uh, but your father, it's not important. He, the, the reason, he, 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 you, how do I say this? You know, uh, for a father and his son to move in with his younger sister can be hard on your, it can be hard on your father. It, well, Auntie Elena, he said it was your fault anyway that we had to move in with you so that you deserved it. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, okay, let's just, let's put some music on. How about that? Because that's just like, you know, some of the songs you like. You know, I've thought about this. Um, do, do you mind if I tell you one more story? It, it'll be not related to, to, to any mother's spirits. Uh, sure, Auntie Elena. I mean, I am thinking about making a story around this, but you know... Uh, your your friend, you, the, the song you like by Justin Bieber, those are those are stories, his songs. I, I know that, Aunt Elena. And he has the one. He has two songs about being sorry. Uh, and I get them mixed up so bit. So hold, stick with me. It's not too late to say that you're sorry. And and then there's the other one. But one of those two songs about a I'm sorry. I'm just. I wish the song was on the radio right now. It would be a huge help to me. But you know the song where he says, uh, like, it got you into the club, and uh, uh, he's kind of, he's he's the one upset, even though he's talking about, I think he's saying it's not too late to say that. I don't know if that's the one, sorry. But maybe it is that story. But I always thought, like, at first, you know, I thought it was about, one of the young women in his life, which that that's like, these are stories, remember? So I thought he was writing, actually, I'm, I'm confused, not about his life. You know, that's a thing that you can't, it's just, I didn't want to confuse you, so I'm changing the subject about the story. Uh, but he could have been writing the, the song, a fictional character, about, about two fictional characters, that's what I meant. And for a long time, I was under the impression you know, that he was, it was him or autobiographical figure, fictional figure based on Justin and a young woman in his life. But as I thought about it, and this kind of reminds me of your dad a little bit. And so I thought about writing a story, but it wouldn't have been appropriate for the bear cubs, you know, but that, uh, what if he's really writing that story to his father? Uh, and it, cause, cause it, and this is a fictional thing, not a real thing. 
but a fictional star, a child star, writing a song to his father like he was a showbiz father. Anyway, it's not important. We're pulling up to the house, but I just always think about it when I hear that song. Just another story. Just another story, just like this one and the one your father's been telling you, that we'll go inside and talk to him about. Okay, Aunt Elena. Hey, Aunt Elena, I don't think I want to go to that birthday party today. Okay, well, we'll talk about it. I want you to go in your room and, and, and uh, take off your, your uniform and put on, put on something to wear to the party, but we'll talk about it, okay? After I talk to your father. Well, hello, Glenn. We're home. I see you're sitting on the couch. Uh, uh, the, the, the meeting went great. We're getting. Are you going to come to the uh, big expo, or were you? Uh, do you mind if I sit down next to you? I said, I don't care. I don't care. Oh, well, I will then. You know, we were. We were, we were why don't you go in your room and get ready, honey? Okay, your, your son's going to. You know, he has a birthday party later. And he was saying that you called me a thorn-shaped pebble in your shoe uh, to sink you to the bottom of the ocean. Have you been talking? You know, it's, have you been talking to your son about me in that way behind my back? Uh, probably, I have. Yeah. Um. Well, the, under my roof, I'm not comfortable. You can have your own feelings about me. I just would like to understand them better and not to, for you to share them with your son. Uh, well, it's just a, I, I mean, it's not in my feelings. You, you really, why, why, how did, why did this come up anyway? Well, we were talking about the uh, parable of the stone in the shoe that I used to tell you when you were younger. And why, why would you, why would you tell, you told the kids that, that story? I did, I did tell them that story. Why would you be telling the kids that the parable in the, a shoe story. I thought you were working on your expo project or whatever. Oh, we, 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 we have been working on our expo project for two and a half months. And you guys are doing the rock tumblers, right? No, 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 no. We're not tumbling any rocks. We are, uh, Glenn, we, we, we're hand, hand polishing. It's much different than rock tumbling because it's more tactile. And you can do it and you can... Have some contemplative time. So we're we're doing it's similar to rock tumbling, similar results, uh, but a much different, more more rigorous process, where you hand rub the stones. Uh, so you're just making the kids polish stones. Well, no, no, that wouldn't be good for the expo. Just stones. No, it's the courage stones, just like I taught you when you were younger. Well, then do, 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 you don't get you don't get it, do you? I get what. Elena, like, that's what ruined me, was you, you and this, why would you expose the kids to those courage stones? And why would you, like, are you sure you, you talk about me talking about you behind your back, and you wonder why I sit around here uh, feeling sorry for myself, to use your words, uh, and then you decide to bring up the courage stones? Uh, well, it was either that or sand art, and I just couldn't, I could, sand art didn't have the extra thing with the courage stones. Yeah, but those don't work in, uh, no, 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 building a business in, a, in an application uh, based on a parable and courage stones doesn't work. You proved that. Uh yeah, because it doesn't work. It, it, it's just a tr trick, and that's why it didn't. The business didn't work. You create an app, and then, I mean, I based everything. I mean, that's what I never got is that it did work when I was a kid, and we dealt with the Farkases or whoever the kid, the baby kids, you know, all those kids. And you gave me that stone. It did work. You know, everybody told me it was a trick and that it was psychosomatic or whatever, that the rock was a symbol. And you told me it's a stupid parable, and I believe I was stupid enough to believe it. Ah, please, we don't use that kind of language in my house. Okay, I was, uh, I believed you. And I wanted to give what you gave to me courage. 
uh, to everyone else. Well, and you wanted to, you want, you, you can't monetize courage. Uh, I mean, I, I thought we, it was more about a, a, an app based platform for courage, along with the, the, the actual courage stones. Yeah, but you were getting those yeah, from the third world. Uh, well, I guess all oh, that doesn't matter because it was a total failure, and that's why I live here now. And so, th- thanks again. So that's why you're uh, you, you and your because it doesn't work. And even that team of scientists pr- pr- proved whatever your method was to hold the stone and visionize, or whatever you called it, uh, envision. It's just a, it's a simple English language word, envision. Uh, well, I mean, you. thanks for ruining me. Thanks for planting the, the thorn in my shoe that would eventually get it into my brain to give me a great idea. And, and th- th- thanks for letting me live with, live with you. Well, I think you owe me an apology is the thing because you're talking to your son behind my back and you're holding a grudge. And I, I'm strong enough. Uh, I have courage. And the courage doesn't stop uh, that, that it hurts me how you feel, how mistaken you are. And you're kind of shaming me. That's fine. Uh, you're hurting inside because of your failures. And you want to blame me. That's that's fine. Uh, but you, you chose... You, you, I, I tried to steer you from that path towards a more courageous path. And you took the one you took, hoping that you could just borrow my ideas and that they would... Uh, Okay, and no, that's enough. That's enough. I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear any more about it. I'm not going to apologize to you. And you're right. I'm not going to say any more because, like, uh, like you're nice enough. I'm sorry that you that you're so that you're such a big that that we have to live with you. How about that? There's your apology. Well, I'm not sorry. I'm glad you're here because I I think you need to be close to family right now. Oh, and and you're hi. So have you decided about going to the birthday party? You don't want to go to the birthday party. Auntie Elena, there's going to be clowns there. Oh, will there be clowns at the birthday party? That that's Well, that sounds like a birthday party. Uh, uh, there'll be clowns multiple. Well, uh, why wouldn't you? Oh, I forgot you, dis, you have a, you clowns. You dislike clowns. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a perfect opportunity it, are you finished polishing any courage stones? Why don't you bring a courage stone and see if it'll bring you courage? Okay, Elena, you got to be kidding me. You don't have to go to the birthday party if you don't want to. I mean, I can force my son to go to a party to deal with the clowns. You, you know, I'm not going to force you either. Just go get the, the last courage stone you finished and hold it in your hand. Think about going to the birthday party. Think about seeing what... what, what think about being courageous. Think about what the fox did with the pebble in its shoes. Okay, he went to get his... Why can't, why can't we work together? I'm trying to give him the skills. You sitting around on my couch while your son sits in his room is not going to give him any skills to cope with the real world. And obviously I did... I guess I owe you an apology for failing you. And you seem to be continually blaming me for that, so that's fine. Uh, but you're right. Oh, here he is. So what did did you ready to go to the party? Well, let's go to the party then, and let's see how these clowns stack up against us. Uh, Glenn, would you like to come to the party and see the courage zone in action? Um, please, Dad. Okay, let's uh, so let's all go to the party. And maybe I'll try to be a little bit nice. Uh, I'm sorry, but, but yeah, let's let's go to the party. Like, uh, what's the harm in being courageous, right? Even though you said it half-heartedly, I know you want your son to believe it. Thanks. Let's go. And they head off. Uh, the three of them in the powder blue rally-style vehicle, and they drive, you know, down the roads. If we watch the car travel the roads, we can see that it's late, late autumn in Syracuse, New York. The trees are bare. The sky is gray. 
And there's a hum on the road because the first snow has fallen and there's a crust of ice on the asphalt. And non-four-wheel drive vehicles have on their radial winter tires that make a, a hum that fills the weekend air as the car makes its way across town and pulls into the back of the pastime athletic club where the three of them hop out of the vehicle and head into the bowling alley where there's a birthday party going on. But as the two adults enter, uh, the young man stays back and says something to himself over and over again and sticks his hand in his pocket. And if we could see in his pocket, we'd see his sweaty palm and a smooth, smooth stone, his fingers fumbling with the stone and then gripping it in his palm and then squeezing it and then putting it into his fingertips with his thumb again and then squeezing it again. And if we could see what feel feels like, we'd feel this cool stone getting warmer. We'd feel the connection of the smooth surface against the sweat of the young man's palms. We'd feel the impression in the skin as a oblong, rounded, flat surface with different ups and downs, still smooth, but not perfect in any way, move around and around. And then we'd feel his hand push open the doors and walk in. And we'd see him standing there, looking right at three adult people, working people, dressed as clowns, the kind of uh, expensive wigs that have what looks to be yarn, but not a cheap yarn, a yarn that says, I'm a clown, I have yarn for hair and hats and the flower squirts and noises are made and their faces are covered in that thick white paint. The moment seems to go on forever, but the boy stands there with the stone in his hand. And the moment doesn't just hang for the boy, it hangs for his aunt and his father as they watch him. It hangs through the water and the air shooting out of the flower at the boy's face. And it may even hang there for the three clowns who hopefully get a gigantic tip, you know, working at a birthday party, all, you know, on a Saturday. They probably teach high school history or biology, work hard at the during the week or somewhere else. And the water from the flower hangs in the air. The boy's lips are clasped as the moment still slowly unfolds. And then the water, the water hits the corner of his eye. And as it hits, his mouth opens and turns in a smile as he wipes the water away. And laughs and giggles and friends gather around and the clowns, and time goes back to normal. And it's as normal as a birthday party could be. Kids are laughing, you know, some are, you know, and the aunt and the father look on. But the father's face is stumped. His son's face is relaxed into you know, birthday party immersion. And his aunt's face is the face of a mother figure looking at her little bear cub stepping outside his comfort zone and finding something wonderful on the other side. And the birthday party goes on and time goes on in their lives for a little while. And as the time passes, you know, stones get polished and all the little children 
And the next time we see them, we see them at the state fairgrounds in Salve, New York, just outside of Syracuse at the Center Progress Building. And it's a Saturday afternoon. And even though it's the afternoon, the sun hangs low in the sky. Uh, but this section of an otherwise barren New York State fairgrounds are empty. I guess the grounds are never barren totally. Uh, but this Civic uh, Center of Progress building, like a, an old brick and steel warehouse-like building, those giant metal heaters hang from the girders. Uh, feel like they glow red and send heat downward. And there's a chill in the air, but it's not freezing. His family's streaming in and out of this uh, building. And the majority of children wear these blue shirts that we've seen on the other kids uh, that indicate there's some sort of bear cub. And people laugh and the smell of popcorns in the air. And as we go into the Center Progress building, it's a buzz. And there's rows and up and down the rows, just like any expo. It says, you know, Bear Cub Expo with the symbols and the official New York State you know, troop, you know, thing all that listed. Uh, but up and down two long aisles with cross aisles every uh, 10 or 15 feet are booths or section square rectangular areas filled with little bear cubs and their adult, uh, you know, instructors or leaders all managing them and all of them are doing different activities like Sand artist has been mentioned. Sand drawing, you know, there are other sand. There, I think there is even a, some one group that set up a beach volleyball. Of course, so sand is a theme because it's winter. But there's candle making, and there's wax casting, and there's uh, different raspberry pies and drones, zeppelins, and weather stations telescopes and ham radios and podcasts and videos and rafts, nocturnal information about, you know, keeping nocturnal animals and binoculars and bird calls, ways to make campfires and archery testing. Every booth up and down the aisle manages to be a little bit different, even if it's the same take on, you know, uh, even if it's the same take on some other form of nostalgia. And if you just take in the chatter, in the pace of the movement, in the level of focus, and uh, you see, what is that, a fishing? There's people actually doing fishing, catch and release fishing, and holy moly. And there's vendors selling things, and there's pretzels, and there's, uh, you know, as I said, popcorn and hot dogs, and a little bit of livestock, everything. People from around the state have come. Bear cubs from around the area. And it's busy. But if we were to stop the motion for just a minute... And you looked at the corner of the adult's eyes, really took in their posture. You'd get a collective sense of something else, too. And this was your first visit to this particular moment in this particular Center Progress building. You might miss it. But up here in the rafters, with it paused, uh, you say, huh, 
What is that? But then the activity starts again. You see, you see a pet set. You see people washing dogs and cats and printing out ID tags. And again, we hear the radio the chatter of ham radios and long-term radios. We hear languages other than English spoken. Uh, but then, again, if our senses were superpowered, and we could hear beyond the din of the noise or whatever you'd want to describe it, the hum of the room, you'd hear something else. Something a little bit like a shush, shush, shush of something moving against something hard, of something that happens out there in nature all the time, the friction, and not just the friction of feet on the floor, or jackets against pants, but of something against stone. And that sound would bring us back to a booth where we'd see our young man and the other young men and women from the meeting and Elena standing, watching the children and other children from other groups in there rubbing rubbing, rubbing at stones with something that you can't quite tell. Is that leather or sandpaper or a cloth? You say, I don't know, we're not close enough. But it's swish, swish, swishing against the stones. And Elena's helping the children handle the questions. No, 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 there's no, there's no rock tumblers. This is the same process as, yeah, this is like rock tumbling, but by hand. Well, I don't know if you'd call it a lost art. I just call it a, like a process of polishing. We're polishing stones, just like the tumblers. But yeah, well, no, 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 honey. You can't. Your stone will not get polished to, to the. You can take a courage stone. These have been polished for lots and lots of hours. Were you here when I told the story of the, 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 the bee and with the sharpest stinger? Because that was about polishing, in the polishing of time. And did did you hear uh, the stream that created a waterfall? Were you here for that story? I will tell it again at four thirty. Uh, but those are tales about how about how it takes a long time, but it it is worth it. To, but but we because this is an expo. All of these young men and women here have been polishing, polishing, polishing. So you may take a courage stone, just like all these other people. Yes, you just have to wait in line. And then you could take a courage stone with you. Now, what we do ask is if you're going to take it, we're going to do uh, we're going to do our first, uh, we're going to talk about how to use the courage stones. And I'll, uh, we'll give a demonstration. Oh, wait, hold, don't put that, please, please don't put those in your mouth. Thank you. Don't, that does not, courage stones don't go in the mouth. It's not, uh, I, I don't know what, that, is that your child? The, the things here shouldn't go in people's mouths. This isn't, yeah, it only looks shiny till the water dries off of it and then it won't be polished. That's an, un, that's a partially polished stone. PPS, thank you. So as I was saying, everybody, anybody else that hurt, just get in line and have your courage stone. And then just a few minutes, you know, instead of a story at the, the, the middle of this hour, I, we will have a presentation of how to use your courage stone. And oh boy, it looks like the blue ribbon committee is here. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, we, this, I think we're, did you are, you, we should be, believe it or not, we're on a schedule. So your timing, I would normally, the children, these are the judges. And I'm sure the judges would rather we stick in the schedule. So excuse me, and you'll be here forever. Well, welcome everybody that has a courage stone. And, uh, oh, thank you for this microphone. Is Can, can, can everybody hear me? Is this on? Thank you. Well, I'm Elena Skybear. Yes, uh, yes, I'm one of the Skybear clan here. And I want to thank all our little bear cubs who are here uh, to celebrate this year's expo.
And I know this year it's taken a lot to get everybody here, but we have an amazing turnout. And I think that speaks to the dedication and that this is the time to truly invest in our youth. And maybe this time for now to invest more and more into our young people. And I think while we share concern for our youth, we also share our love. And, you know, one way we share that is by passing on stories that we've learned and lessons and techniques, as I've seen, as I, I haven't had a very good chance to walk around the expo yet. But we, you know, there are a lot of stories about stones in in history, if the history of stories of all peoples, stones play a major part, and stone does. Uh, for we kind of live on a giant stone, if you don't mind me, you know, in some sense, a sweet Mother Earth is is made up of some some stones. Am I right? And here at our booth, we have uh, over the process of of the past year since we didn't since last expo which I was not, I, I had just come on right before the last expo, and luckily that was a much smaller one since this is our, our big expo year. Uh, but since last year, we've been polishing the stones you see in this container before you, our Courage Stones. And all these stones are hand-polished, and all of our young people are teaching everyone here so that they could go home and polish their own stones. And I won't be, be, be here if you want to speak to the children one-on-one to know what lessons would you learn taking some time in solitude to rigorously pow, polish a stone? What magical lessons have you learned as you saw a rough-hewn stone change to something magical and shiny slowly over time? And that might be enough for the children. But we also have a group have learned a lesson. And the reason we chose these signs is these are uh, times when you're a young child or now that you need some courage. And every bear cub here and every mom and dad and aunt and uncle, partners, guardians and friends, we could all use a little courage, and we wanted to give you an opportunity to carry, carry around this courage in your pocket. And you might say that only is the symbol of the courage stone, one of hard work and follow-through. But it could also be the symbol of the courage you have deep within in you, just like Mother Earth, I guess, in some sense. So I want everyone to, who has a courage stone, go ahead and put it in your palm and, 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 and hold it above your head. And we'll try to pass out. Yeah, go ahead and pass them on. Anybody that wants a stone, uh, just keep waving. Okay, and let's get all those handed out here. And now I want everyone who has a stone. And if you don't have a stone, you could. I want you to close your eyes. Thank you for getting so silent. And as you close your eyes, I want you to feel the stone in your hand. And I want to think you to think about courage. For there really is a a place in you like this stone that you can feel in your hand. A place that is uh, courageous and it's deep within you. And now I want you to think deep in the past or recently in the past. What do you need courage for? What have you wished you recently had some courage for? And I want you to let those feelings come up. They could be stirring feelings, you know. Something you might need courage for. And go ahead and breathe that in. For now, you have this stone within your hand. And I can already see some of your faces. You're thinking about the courage and the thing you need courage for. Can you feel that courage? Is your stone heating up because it's in your hand? 
or because it's connecting to the courage within your heart or your gut. And I want, oh, who's yelling? I'm sorry. Is someone yelling? There's someone pushing. This is, everyone have courage. We will try to deal with this. Oh my goodness, it's my brother. Everyone, this is my brother. Okay, Glenn, what are, are you yelling about? Me and the clowns. Oh, my brother's yelling about me and the clowns. If you could have been there. Okay, why are you? Listen, everybody. Okay, why don't yell to these people? It's not the stones, everybody. It's not the stones. I figured it out with you and the clowns, uh, Elena. Ladies and gentlemen, these stones in your hand are not metaphorical stones. Uh, these are not metaphorical stones. Uh, I, I saw it with the clowns, and now I finally realize this. She's Okay, calm down. Okay, this is my brother. He's not feeling well. Everyone, thank you. You know, the committee is here. And I'm. this is not, was not a plan. Thank children. Uh, you know what? I knew this on some level deep down the whole time. But I just had to put it together. Like when I started with you and the freaking stones, it's you. It's not the stones. Oh, yes, it's me. And it's not the stones. Okay, everybody. My brother is not well. Everyone can disperse now. Everyone can dis disperse now. I'm sorry. He's, he's just a little upset and confused. It's, it is me. Yes, I've been teaching the children to polish stones. I have. I have. No, 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 no. You know, I realized that you're doing something. It, the stones only work when you're there. You're doing something to the stone. I always knew there was something different about you, Elena. And I started to connect the dots, and I, I thought it was... Something about you as a person, your personality, that you were inspiring me. And yeah, I took your idea and I tried to make it an app and tried to, you know, appify courage stones. But with the clowns, he had the stone, but you had to be there. So these courage, ladies and gentlemen, these courage stones aren't going to work unless she's there. Okay, everybody's not buying this. They're not buying it because you, you're not making any sense. I think we should go home. Uh, but I'm in charge of all these youngsters, and you've, you know, but I think you should go home. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, stay here. No. Oh, you know what? You know what I forgot? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a geologist. I'm from the UGG, uh, Universal Geology Governance Board. Ladies and gentlemen, parents, are there any parents of children here? Okay, thank you. I need your attention. All the parents of, and guardians of children who have a stone, I need you to take that stone and hold it above your head. And I hate to pull rank. This woman believes I'm her brother, uh, but that's because I'm part of it. Like, uh, does everyone who has a stone, including the children, if, if your children has a stone, please take it from them, parents. Uh, these, these, these are not stones. These are, these things are, these are uranic, uranium. These have a half-life. These stones have, do you understand, ladies and gentlemen? I, I have a Geiger counter within my car and it's going haywire. These stones are radiative, so I need everyone to drop their stones. And that's loud. Holy. Yes, I can hear you gasping and huddling. These aren't courage stones. The, the, the. The power you were feeling from the stone is radiation, ladies and gentlemen. That's not true. It's not true. Pascal, tell them. It, no, it's basalt. These are basalt, basalt. These aren't, these aren't radiative stones. Uh, actually, they are Pascal. I'm with UGG. So thank you, parents. But, you know, believe me, I'm the one, you know, telling you to drive. Thank you, everybody, for dropping your stones. Uh, Blue Ribbon Committee, I was glad you're here to see this. This woman has perpetuated an act of, uh, like, uh, there's just uh, trying to use radiation to simulate body heat with, to simulate courage. And it's a shame that she perpetuated this on all of you. And, you know, geologists are here. Finally, a geologist is here to save the day. 
Oh, I'll just save the kid. That's fine. I, that's at another exhibit. I'm here. This is the, this is when the ge- this geologist saves the day. This isn't true, though. This blue ribbon creamy. This is my brother. He's not. Okay, they're going away anyway. So, and they wrote stuff in red pen on that. So, uh, sorry, kids. Uh, but I would just leave these courage stones, and they they are radiated, Elena. And yeah, they are irradiated, Elaine. It's just not irradiated with radiation. I'm on to you now. And we're going to be, okay, I just need to go now. This, why did you do this to me? Well, that's good because security's here to escort you out. Yeah, this is the radiator. Take, take her away. Oh, you can't take her away. That's fine. I'll just leave. Thank you. I'll just leave this. I hope you can get your son back to my house. Thanks. Okay, thanks, security. I'll walk out on my own here. Uh, but as she walks out, there's a woman uh, standing at the exit who's been taking it all in, waiting for a woman with an air of authority, with a, one of those professional raincoats on. A woman at first glance, you'd say, military, maybe. As soon as Elena exits, uh, she falls in lockstep with her. So he said your rocks were irradiated, huh? Yeah, he he did. That's my brother. He's not well. They're not irradiated. It was just to to, to teach the children courage. My brother has issues. It'll be fine. I mean, I'll have to explain. I'll have to probably hire. I don't think they'll let me back to talk to the children. Uh, But I don't know if you're with the Bear Cubs, but maybe you should make sure... That, the, you know, someone comes and speaks to the children about that. because And I'll deal with my brother and his son. I'm sure this is going to be fine. And I'm a little bit overwhelmed and embarrassed. But uh, because it, we just took the lessons that I was trying to teach of courage and persistence to the children and their parents. That, that's what I'm sad about. And it's embarrassing. But it's my brother and his family. And we'll deal with these things. But if you're with the... I'm not with the Bear Cubs, ma'am. Oh, well, uh, well, I'm sorry you had to see see that. Well, ma'am, I'm not... I I, uh, wanted to talk to you even before this because I'm with another organization. One that has a bit of a broader vision than these Bear Cubs... Uh, they, we, we want to prepare children for the courage that they need, kind of like you were talking about. I was watching your speech, and I was very, very impressed, and I'd love to to hire you or to get you involved with our organization. Now, we're way out and out in the country, but we're building a giant training facility for children. I'd love you to just see it and give me your opinion. Okay, well, I got to go home and deal with this, but maybe this sounds great. Well, I hope we talk again soon. And with that, she hands Elena a card and she heads out and Elena heads off. And the night falls on the Center Progress building in the Bear Cub Expo in our story for tonight. Good night.